What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. My name is Jared Penniman, and I'm here with Joe Jimenez. And on today's episode, we have Oregon State alum and one of the top prospects in the Orioles organization, Caden Grenier. And Caden, Caden's one of my one of my oldest friends growing up uh, playing baseball in Vegas, and he went on to play high school baseball at Bishop Gorman High School, where he won two state championships, was a three-time All-State selection, a 2014 and 2015 perfect game All-American, and he even won the 2015 Nevada Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, After high school, Caden had the opportunity to get drafted in the first round of the 2015 draft, but but things, things worked out how they worked out. And he ended up getting drafted in the 21st round um, and then went on to play baseball at Oregon State, where he had a, a, a very decorated career. He he won the 2018 National Championship and really kept them alive in the National Championship with the game tying hit in the ninth inning of the elimination game. And that 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 performance in the College World Series led to him being on the College World Series All-Tournament team. And the same year, he won the, the Brooks Wallace Award, which is the nation's top shortstop. So an awesome career for Caden. And also that year, he was drafted in the first round uh, compensation pick, the 37th overall pick by the Baltimore Orioles. So, Joe, you ready to go? Yep, let's go. What's up, Caden? Thanks for coming on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing, doing, doing really well out here. Um, so I want to start just kind of your your high school career uh, at Gorman. You you make the varsity team as a freshman. You win the state championship as a freshman, and then sophomore year, you kind of you basically burst onto the scene as as one of the top players in the state just kind of walk me through a little bit of finding success early on in your high school career and kind of how that shaped your career going forward yeah uh my freshman year didn't didn't play too much um but i you know i was freshman on varsity so it was it is what it was and um you know and then sophomore year i I finally got a chance to play every day and uh and really made the most of the opportunity and um and you know going into the year following that and then the year after that you know you could only expect same or around the same results but uh I had done so well my sophomore year that I couldn't possibly do it again so uh it, it kind of almost set me up for failure a little bit but uh you know I still was able to to go into the next year with a ton of confidence to do even better you you mean it was it was tough to follow up a 500 uh batting average your sophomore year yeah it's it's not easy to do. um so then uh obviously you had you had success early on and then and then going into your senior year you guys had you guys had a really really good team I mean I know we played we played you guys in the state championship I mean how was it kind of culminating that all into into your final senior season obviously you you walked it off against us with a home run um so that was obviously a an epic conclusion to a great high school career but how was it kind of capping it with with how you did 
Uh, I mean, obviously you can't, you can't ask to, to go out in a better way um, than I did personally, but just as a team, you know, we uh, won the state title freshman year and then came really close sophomore year and then, uh, you know, didn't have so great of a year junior year, but then to, to be able to get a lot of the same guys that I'd been playing with for three, four years at that point, all on the same team with some new guys and, you know, a uh, new coach, new, you know, new mottos and stuff. And we really just all, you know, bought into what we were trying to do and, uh, and everybody kind of set the college scholarships aside and stuff and really just wanted to win a state title. And, uh, and so to be able to go out on top like that was, you know, like I said, it's as good as you can ask for. So Caden, when did you first start your recruiting process and how did you start it? Uh, so I started it like my sophomore year and, uh, and I was seen by some coach somewhere uh, playing like American Legion summer ball. And um, and so then to work around all the rules and stuff that NCAA has, I couldn't really talk to them a ton. So, you know, you kind of just find out that they have interest and then, you know, you might get to talk to them once or twice if they see you somewhere, just say, hey, nice to meet you. And then uh, junior, senior year, I had already committed by the end, like by the end of the, you know, my going to my junior year and stuff. So, um you know, I had already known where I was going and it was just because, you know, I, I had taken a trip up to, to Oregon State and really liked what they had going on there um, and decided that that's where I wanted to go. So I, I knew I didn't want to go anywhere else. So for me, it happened all really early and, and pretty fast. I want to I want to get a little bit more into uh, Oregon State coming into the picture for you recruiting wise. I mean, did they did they kind of come onto the scene when because you kind of you started your your recruiting process like you said a little bit American Legion but correct me if I'm wrong but later kind of in your sophomore years kind of when you exploded kind of onto the national recruiting scene did they did Oregon State kind of come into the picture after that happened or was it more going into your junior year or um, tell us a little bit more about that uh, honestly I know that I know Oregon State had seen me during American Legion playoffs uh, we were playing at UNLV. And uh, I know that's when they had seen me. So they were kind of one of the first ones that were recruiting me. And it was kind of before I had, you know, become a, a bigger name in the, you know, the collegiate world. Um, and so I, I hadn't really kind of exploded, like you said, before uh, Oregon State and Arizona and Arizona State kind of got involved. Um, it was kind of after the fact where I got a bunch of other uh, a bunch of other schools that I, I obviously didn't choose to attend. And Caden, you said it was it was Oregon State, Arizona, and Arizona State. How did you? I guess those were the first couple. But how did you decide to narrow down your list of schools for for your decision? Uh, I think at the time, those were just three of the top baseball schools um, that I had as options. And they were, you know, both the Arizonas are, are pretty close to home. And, um, you know, so they were kind of easy to go travel and, and check out the campus and stuff. And then, you know, I, I had some buddies that were, you know, going to Arizona, guys that had been to Arizona State. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Oregon State, just with two national championships in the decade and mm -hmm. stuff, it was, you know, it was uh, – or I guess, yeah, in the decade, uh, it's, it was a kind of a easy narrow down because they were the three best baseball schools. And, and so 
by the end of looking down all the schools, it was just like, you know what, I, I'm going to focus on these three. And then if somebody else comes along, you know, before I commit, then I might, I might throw them in the mix, but that, that really never happened. Was, was there ever any part of you that wanted to play in like the SEC or the ACC, kind of like these huge, like big time uh, sports conferences? Obviously the PAC 12 is, is a huge conference in and of itself, but the, the SEC and the ACC, just not even baseball-wise, are just huge power conferences. Did did any part of you want to play? Because there's really good baseball in those conferences, too. Did you want to play in those, or was it more you wanted to stay a little closer to home um, but also play for a really good program? Uh, I don't really think I cared, to be honest. Um, I pretty much just went with whatever you know, whatever opportunities I had. And so, you know, just it just happened to be that it was a bunch of the pack schools, um, you know, so it wasn't it, it wasn't that I ever didn't want to play in those conferences or did. It was just who was recruiting me and, and where I could go play was kind of my mindset. As it should be. I mean, you're you're already talking to some amazing schools. No reason. to. I guess there's not really a reason to try to branch out to, to get something that some people might think are better. But I mean, in the end, it really didn't matter. You got to where you wanted to be. But Caden, how what were your parents like in the process? I mean, um, what were did they pretty much leave the decision up to you? What were their pieces of advice as well? Uh, my parents were always super supportive uh, of everything. And and, uh, you know, they've always been super involved in, in my baseball and everything. And so uh it was it was pretty nice to to really feel like i had that that support behind me to you know see things from a different perspective than maybe i would as only a 16 17 year old at the time um and, and ask different questions that i wouldn't have thought to ask and so uh you know going with them going with me on trips and stuff to and talking to different scouts and whatever um you know, it was a huge help for me because then we could go back home and we could bounce questions off each other. And it really made it easier to see what schools I really liked and what I liked about each one. What were, because I mean, we, we have not only recruits, but we have parents that listen to this also. What were some of the the biggest questions that your parents and you kind of talked about in this this whole process? Because, because there's some parents that have never had, I mean, uh, kind of kind of like you were I mean you had an older brother but um, you guys hadn't really gone through the recruiting process before and that's the case for a lot of people so what were kind of those conversations like and what were those questions I mean honestly any question that that parents have is one that should be asked you know if, if everything from you know we were asking questions everything about the the strength training to uh, where the guys eat, uh, where the guys live, you know, do they live together? And then like, what's the baseball schedule? Like what's class schedule? Like everything, um, you know, and it's just, we asked every question that we could possibly think so that we could really put together a solid, uh, you know, a, a solid kind of portfolio on all the schools and, and then be able to compare and contrast them to the others to see, you know, Oh, do, you know, do I like where these people live more than these people or, or what mm -hmm. the school situation is here versus here? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good way to try to break it down into like everything that's important to each individual person, like you said. So I think I think that for recruits right now, going through that process of, of coming up with their own questions and really informing themselves 
um, with the coaches that they're talking to is huge. But, you know, Caden, how was how was the visit to Oregon State? Did it did it just feel right? Um, did it fe- just feel like the right fit for you when you visited? Yeah, one hundred percent. I had visited Arizona and Arizona State uh, before I went to up to Oregon State, and these were all unofficial visits, so there's nothing special planned for you or anything. It's just me and my mom. You know, I was down in Arizona for a tournament during high school, and I actually wasn't playing because I was hurt. So it was easy for me to get up in the morning and go, you know, go around these campuses without worrying about tiring myself out for the game or anything. And, and so when we went to the Arizona's, it was great. You know, I got to see the campus, got to see the baseball stadium, you know, yada, yada. But uh, when I went up to Oregon state, it was completely different. Um, I, I showed up and, and all six of the coaches at the time were just waiting in the head coach's office for me and my mom to get there. Um, and so right off the bat, you were like, wow, these guys really, you know, they're putting value in myself and and really being able to sit down with my mom and I and, and talk to us versus the other schools didn't do that. So that right off the bat was, was just a real good impression on myself and my mom. And then, you know, you get to see kind of what they do on a daily basis and stuff. And it just, the, the culture that they had built there just seemed like a much better fit than the other two. And so honestly, when I left Oregon State and went back home, I kind of played the game with some of the other schools for a couple of weeks. And then I was finally like, you know what, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like, I know exactly where I want to go. And, uh, and finally, I eventually made the call and was like, hey, man, I'm coming. And I think you hit it right on the head there. It's... Um... Because obviously recruiting is all about the fit, but a lot of the times it comes down to the fit is influenced a lot of the times about feeling welcomed and basically who wants you more. Um, Sometimes it gets down to it and that's always good for, for a recruit to feel. But what was the hardest part of your recruiting process? Um, Because you, you obviously had a lot of opportunities um, to go to many different schools and you had a lot of opportunities to play in some some very big prestigious events um, on the recruiting circuit but what was what was the hardest uh, or the biggest challenge for you in that whole process uh, you know honestly it was just it was just trying to stay focused on you know continuing to get better as a player and and really just focus on the games that were in front of me and not worry about who was in the stands and uh, and, and what they were going to think if I had a bad game or whatever. And, and I think relatively early, I was able to kind of get those thoughts under control and be like, no, like they recruited me because this is the way I focused on games and stuff. And so I, I essentially just, you know, went back to that and was just like, look, I just need to play my best. It doesn't matter who's in the stands or whatever. And, um, and I know there's a lot of kids out there that they're, they're always worried about what scouts are there and stuff. And I've seen a lot of kids, uh, pressure themselves too much and then they don't perform and and then you don't get seen at all so that was Mm -hmm. that was tough for me but I was able to get it under control relatively early kid how how would you say like you got it under control I mean I mean going into your senior year like you're you're talking to MLB teams you got drafted in 21st round we'll we'll get more into that um but you know what for a guy who's playing in front of scouts, whether that's college scouts or MLB scouts, what would you say to them? Like, right. Like you want to just play, but there's a little more to that, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, you, you really you really have to focus on what's in front of you and, and what you can control. You know, you could play the best game of your life and there could be 30 scouts there that don't think you're good. Um, and and it, it just, you know, that's not your fault. Um, but like for me going into my senior year, like you said, like, you know, I, I was meeting with MLB teams at the house and stuff two, three times a week. Um, they were always out the practices and our games. And and so, yeah, to an extent, it could be it, it was it could be pretty tough to, uh, to, you know, uh, to focus on what I was doing, but basically, you know, the, the way that I, that, that I went about it was just that I needed to, to focus on getting better every day and playing my best versus worrying about what they wanted to see. Um, because I knew that if I just did what I was supposed to do and got better every day, that's what they would want to see anyway. Um, but I was also really goal oriented on, on winning another state championship in high school. And so with that goal, just right in front of me, that kind of helped to cloud the vision of who's in the stands. What do I need to do for them to like me? Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Because all I wanted to do was do whatever I could to help my team win a state championship. I, uh, I personally wish, uh, you would have been a little more clouded because that way, uh, we could have won that state championship, but, <laughs> um, but I want to go back into Joe. Joe touched on it. You were drafted in the 21st round by the Cardinals out of high school. But you could have gone in the first round. And talk to us talk to us about that, but also more importantly talk to us about you had a plan um and if the plan wasn't met with any MLB team, you you knew you were going to OSU. Like it wasn't even it wasn't right. even a question. Yeah. Uh tell us about that, but also tell us about why you were so comfortable being able to be like, I'm just, I'm going to go to Oregon state. Yeah, no, I, uh, so, I mean, for anybody that's, that's in high school, a lot of, I would say 99% of the time, nobody is sitting there going, you know what? I need to get drafted in the MLB draft as a senior. You know, a lot of times you go in, you're thinking, I just want to go play college baseball. So plan a for me was get a college scholarship, commit somewhere that I know I'm gonna, I want to go play. And then the rest will, will handle itself. Um, and so my plan A was always get a college scholarship and then plan B as my high school progressed turned into, well, now you might have a chance to get drafted and skip college. Um, so when, when that time came, I had already had my set plan where, Hey, if they, if a team drafts me and they, they're going to give me enough money that I feel like is worth skipping this college experience and stuff, then I'll take it and go to pro ball. Um, and then obviously that, that didn't happen. And, and I ended up going to Oregon state, which was at the time my plan a, so I was never hurt or, or disappointed that it, that I didn't get drafted with a high enough number that I was going to sign and, and all that. It was just my plan a was what I was going to go with. Plan B kind of fell apart, which is okay. And so, you know, I, I obviously went to Oregon State and it worked out pretty well. Caden, was there ever any part of you that, you know, let's let's say you did get the number you wanted in the first round and you didn't go to college. Was there any part of you or your parents that was like, you know, you're really missing out on what a lot of people call is the best four years of your life and in terms of like, you know, social social aspects of just growing socially growing as a person like did you ever did you guys ever talk about that um i mean not really uh it's tough for me to look back and say that i would have been happy just signing and not going to college because my college experience mm -hmm. turned out so great 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, it's really difficult to, to sit here and be like, oh yeah, you know, if I wouldn't have won a national championship and met some <laughs> really great guys and stuff like, no, I would have been fine. You know, like I can't do that, you know? And, and so like for me, I, I've told people 10 out of 10 times if I had the chance to do exactly what I did again, I'd do it. Yeah, obviously, obviously things worked out exactly how they were supposed to. And I want to actually want to get get into your your time at Oregon State now. Um, you already talked about two time national champions uh, in 06 and 07 and and how the fit was there. But what was what was the culture like the first time you stepped on on Oregon State's campus? Uh you know, so we had all we we all get brought in early, uh, all the incoming freshmen. You go through a, a like a six week, two class program or four week or something like that, and you all live together. And then you know you're you're you don't really practice because nobody is on campus yet. And and so right off the bat, you get to bond with just a small group of guys that you're gonna be with for the next three four years. Um, and the coaches kind of facilitate different things of like, hey, you know, we're going to do, you know, we want you guys at the field so we can talk about this today and just kind of introduce you guys to this and this. And and you could just tell that it was it was very family oriented. And I know a lot of schools say that they're a family and, and all that. Um, but this really was like we only did stuff together. We only hung out together, ate together, practiced together, lifted together like you know, there was no one individual on the team. Typically, everything we did was as groups and, and just with each other. And so the family style of, of team was really something that helped us. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's just that coaching staff knowing exactly what they need to do to create that culture. I mean, when you're with guys, I guess same thing for, for Jared and I. When, when when you're just with guys enough, you, you, you're going to get closer. Um and I guess that's just what makes Oregon State such a great program under under Coach Casey. But, Caden, walk us through your mindset during your freshman year at, at Oregon State. Uh, we'll, we'll fast forward to the spring. Um, you're platooning at a couple of different positions. You know, was there any part of you that was like, man, I should be I should be playing like I should be starting at one position right now? What was your mindset then? Um. You know, I don't really remember being like, you know what, I should be playing short right now because all I was really focused on was they they had told me kind of early in the fall, they were like, hey, you know, you have a chance to, to play, but it's probably going to be at third, you know, this year. So we want you to take reps at third and short during practice. And so, you know, I just had to try to become the best third baseman that I could be because opening day comes and I was playing third base, you know, and, and so – I really didn't mind it at the time because I was playing and that's what was getting me in the lineup. Um, and then now that I look back, I, I realized that I had a really good opportunity there because I learned to play second and third, which I never had to do in high school. So now mm -hmm. I'm in pro ball and I have a skill that a lot of other guys don't where I can play all three of the infield positions that aren't first base, you know? And so that can be very valuable to an organization. And, and I think that that's valuable, not only to, the the professional organization that you're with but also in your time in college that's valuable to the program that you're that you're with and I think that speaks a little bit to the coaching and the player development that happens at Oregon State but I want to go a little bit deeper into that aspect the player development aspect I mean walk us through 
how how important the the strength training was the the skills development like you talked about playing multiple positions the the cage work time the practice time i mean tell tell us a little bit about the player development that goes on at Oregon state i mean it's uh when i was there it was some of the best development possible i mean they put you in some of the hardest situations so that it was very very game like and uh and the you know the practices were very intense and the strength training was was hardcore man i mean we we got after it in the weight room and and it was all very calculated and and we were doing stuff that you know professional teams were doing um just because we had the resources available to us to to train like that and you know year by year i just got stronger and and better and and you know my stats and stuff showed it and and so it, it was a really good developmental time in my baseball career. Caden, could you walk us through what a, a typical day would look like for you? Um, I guess both in the fall and the off season and during the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the fall, it was typically, we, we had like 6am workouts two or three times a week. Um, and then we would have a, a practice in the morning and this was before school started because we started later than a lot of teams. Um, so we would practice in the morning. It was typically like a defensive practice. Uh, and then we would go to lunch and then come back in the afternoon and do def- uh, do offensive work. Um, and then you get to like springtime and it was a lot more, uh, you know, you, you show up, you, you warm up and stuff. And then you do ground balls, your infield outfield, your team fundamentals, base running. And then it was typically, okay, we're going to hit. And then we have, you know, four or five guys that need to throw live because they didn't throw last weekend. And we would have like inter-squads. Um, and that was kind of a typical day just in the baseball aspect. But you got you to gotta include mm-hmm. that you have 8 a.m. class or um, 8 a.m. strength training and homework to do and studying and tests and stuff. And those all kind of fit into the afternoon, the late afternoons and the early mornings and stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a different beast, especially at a at a top notch program like that, because um, there's gonna be there's gonna be no sacrifice and no no giving up, getting better every single day. And talking about getting better every single day, your sophomore year, um, you have an excellent year, uh, first team All Pac twelve. You guys go to the College World Series and come up a little bit short. Um, but tell tell us about what you took a huge leap your junior year um, in 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 skill set in production in and and you guys went on to have an excellent year you went on to win the the Brooks Wallace award um, what was how did you make that that leap and and that that development from not only your freshman year but your sophomore year uh, I just I was I was put in really good situation to to learn from a lot of good players around me and and just the maturing over three years you know you, you see the same types of pitching in the Pac-12 and so you kind of start to attack different game plans and and along with like I said the strength training and the and the everyday development um, I, I just stuck with it and, and just really just grinded through you know, sophomore, junior, soft, freshman, sophomore year. And then junior year, it was all just like, okay, it's, it's all coming together. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was just going out and playing and, and playing as hard as I possibly could for, for the guys around me. And, uh, and so I think that all that combined really, you know, showed that jump. Yeah. And that was a, that was a good year to, 
to have your best year. I mean, you guys go on to to play in the College World Series. You end up winning it. You know, just talk about what that was like, the emotion of it all. And, and you know, was it something you guys almost expected? Like, obviously, you go out there every single year to, to work towards that, to work towards going to Omaha. But was it something that you guys were like, yeah, like, we, we can absolutely do it this year? Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of the same returning guys from sophomore year where we, we almost got to the World Series final. Um, and so going back into our junior season, for most of us, it was it was we win the World Series or this whole season is a bust. We didn't care if we all got drafted first overall. We didn't care if we uh, won the Pac-12 or, or won our regional. We The only thing that we cared about was winning the national championship. And, you know, and we didn't even win our, we didn't win the Pac-12 my junior year, but we didn't care about that. We just knew that we just need to get to Omaha and then take care of business there because we couldn't finish it our sophomore year. So going back in every day was us trying to get back to Omaha because we knew we had the ability to win it all. And, and obviously the, you, you tied the game um, against Arkansas there in the final um, and then was able to to race around the bases when when Trevor Larna hit the the go ahead home run and that was all, that was so much fun for me to watch um, just growing up with you and and just being able to see see that and then uh, obviously that year you also get drafted in the first round by the Orioles and just growing up with you you you've always been one of the most confident players both on and off the field. Um, what how how did you develop that i mean obviously you were you were like that from a young age but what what went into developing that mindset and continuing that mindset even even to today yeah i uh you know i think a lot of it just stemmed from the fact that i knew i was putting in the work that required me to get to the level that i was um i really just felt that I was getting out there every day and putting in the time and effort that it was going to take for me to play well. And so when I was able to step on the field, I was just confident that everything that I had been working so hard on was going to take over and it was going to show. That's special right there. It really is. And I, and I think that's something I think about with a lot of the guys that we've had on this. And it, it, it is kind of the same thing where it's, it's, the idea of if I take care of what I need to take care of, then there's no reason like I'm not going to get to where I need to be. And it's the same exact thing. But Caden, I mean, last question, what advice would you have to, to a young high schooler about, about, you know, just setting goals, accomplishing goals and, and, and playing ball? Oh, I mean, I could, I could go on forever. I mean, honestly, the, the things that I think are the most important for young high school guys is just realizing that you have to work every single day to, to get better and get where you want to be. Because if you don't, then it's, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of people are, are told how good they are and stuff all the time and and then they just believe that and and kind of throw in the towel and then don't understand why they're not getting any results when you really just got to put in the effort every day and as you grow and mature you'll start to see more and more progression and um 
you know, and for, for, for me, I just think that just have fun with the game and enjoy, enjoy the grind. Um, and, and, you know, as don't worry about the scouts in the stands, just worry about having fun with your friends on the team, doing whatever you can to help the team win. And then everything will fall into place. I, I think that's awesome. That's, that's right, right on the nose. I mean, you gotta, you gotta fall in love with the grind, but also you gotta, you gotta stay in love with, with playing the game. Cause if you stay in love with that, everything, like you said, will fall into place. But Caden, man, thanks. This is, this has been awesome. Uh, this was a great interview. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on here with us and best of luck uh, going forward when, when you, you guys can finally get back on the field and, and things kind of go back to kind of how they were with, with the farm systems and everything. But best of luck, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that interview with Caden. A lot of great pieces of advice. Jared, what were your biggest takeaways from Dude, the Dude, there was, like you said, there was a lot in there that I think can help a lot of people. But I want to start with what Caden t- talked about in why he chose Oregon State. I mean, he, I think the biggest thing that he mentioned in there was just the welcoming culture and the relationships that he had right off the bat with with Coach Casey and, and the rest of the staff at Oregon State. I mean, was that what really stuck out to you, or did you find other things in that in that entire story that really stuck out to you? I mean, what were your thoughts? I think that's exactly it. Um, you know, relationships are everything. And I think he touches on it with – he was like, you know, I can – he's such a big recruit and yeah, he has a lot of confidence in himself and everything, but I can go anywhere, but it's about where do I want to play the most? And that comes, that again, comes down to the relationship, the trust he has with, with his coaches, with his teammates. And, you know, they, they made something special while he was at Oregon state. Oh, 100%. I think that was, I think he, he even said it. It's the greatest decision that he made, which I think it's interesting to point out too, because I mean, we spoke with him, spoke with him off off uh, the podcast and he mentioned that I mean he's from Vegas uh, he's a big big Vegas kid and he wanted to kind of mimic um, the Vegas um, vibe culture weather etc um, when he was looking at schools that's why he was really interested in Arizona and Arizona State um, obviously baseball they were very very good but kind of he thought he was going to check all the boxes with those and I think that was a very good piece also because I think a lot of times, I mean, this even happened for me, was you think you have the perfect school, the the perfect program. You think everything, everything's going to fit nicely and you can tie it up with a bow and commit and you'd be done and you, you made the best decision that you thought right off the bat. But sometimes you go somewhere else where you, you either weren't as interested or they maybe were second or third on the list. And something just clicks. And that happened with me at Chapman and that happened with Caden at Oregon State. So, I mean, don't you, you have to you have to if you have your options, look at all your options because you never know what might may or may not click for you when you when you get deeper into it. Mm-hmm. 
Another thing I really want to get into is just the confidence that Caden exudes. And I mean, that's just something you need as a baseball player, regardless of what level you're at. You know, it's such a mental game. It's it's it just requires so much resilience um, and having that that attitude and that confidence is is huge for any baseball player but you really see it with Caden and when you think about all he, that he's accomplished it has to be somewhat due to Oh 100%. Mindset. I mean Yoga Yogi Berra said it said it best that baseball is 90% mental and the other half's physical. I mean it's it's a game of failure. We all hear that, but some guys can't handle that failure, that mindset and I think I think you said it perfectly. It's there's a different level of confidence that the top guys have, and I think you said it a couple episodes ago, um, talking with Coach Edwards, our pitching coach at Chapman. It's the guys that make it there. It's it's a lot of times based off of their mindset, and I can honestly say Caden, even growing up, was one of the most confident kids that. I played with and that I played against uh, going through high school. And yeah, part of that was because he had a tremendous ability to play baseball, but they, they go hand in hand. I completely agree with that. And you have to be able to develop that mindset and work that mindset just as much as you're going to work and develop your, whether your infield skills or your ability to hit for power or your pitching velocity or your location. I mean, that's another tool that you need to develop as a baseball player. Well, and he talks about how it's, you know, when we ask them like, how, how, how do you have so much confidence in yourself? And he just says, because I do everything I need to do to make sure I'm ready to play. And like when it comes down to it, like, you know, guys don't need to overthink overthink it it's like am i doing what i need to do to make myself the best baseball player possible and if that's yes how can you not oh i 100 percent agree and i think that was the best the best advice that he get that he gave was you need to come day in and day out ready to work and prepare i mean uh failing to prepare is preparing to fail and the more when you know when you come in to the field or the cage or the weight room and you come in and you do the work every single day, you are naturally, when you step in between those lines, you're naturally going to have the confidence in yourself and your, and in your ability to play the game at a high level. I mean, how can you not, you can't, you can't know that you're doing everything that you possibly can do. Like Jake said in our last episode, he, he worked as hard as he did because he knew if he wasn't, somebody else was. And that's, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. If you're working as hard as you possibly can, you're going to have that confidence to be able to, to go out and play at your best. And I think that was, that was, that gets overlooked a lot of times in player development. It's consistency and continuing to show up and work your ass off every single day. Yeah. And, and, and that's what, that's what Caden talks about in that last, that last like two or three minutes is just like Caden, what's, what's, what's the best advice you can give to a high schooler. And it's something that it doesn't even have to be to high schoolers. It can be to anyone. You know, you just wake up, you look at your goals and you try to do everything you can to get closer to accomplishing them every single day. It's yeah, as simple I, as that. 
just like outwork everyone. It's literally as simple as that. Like there's no need to overcomplicate. Oh, I agree. I think, I think our last three episodes just kind of culminated into a pinnacle right here of you had Pat talking about writing down your goals and really knowing what you want and understanding your goals. You have Jake talking about just, he knew that he needed to get bigger, faster, stronger in order to, to be the player that he wanted to be. And you got Caden exuberating this immense confidence and you put all that together. I mean, all of every, every good baseball player has those, those skills and those abilities, but hearing three different people talk about it and culminating it all into one, I think was huge. So guys, I I hope you, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of official visit. Again, this is this is a podcast for you, and we want to bring you content and information and resources that you guys want. So we we don't know what you guys want unless you guys reach out to us. So leave leave a review on this podcast. Reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. We, we have an email address. You can find that on our website. I mean, reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys. And Again, we, we want to provide different players and different schools and resources for people of all levels. So until next time, guys, we'll see you next week.